welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of God's children and all of God's creation. And with each morning we rise, blessed with another day to live this life, may we find that the love and power within us has strengthened and the illumination of our inner light expanded. This only if we are consciously spending more time connecting with our own I Am Presence and sincerely sharing those higher qualities with all our brothers and sisters in spirit. And, of course, by applying the laws and principles of life put forth by beloved Jesus the Christ and the beloved ascended masters. And yes, indeed, what a mighty blessing it is to be alive and consciously aware and attentive to the living God within us and to the divine beings sent forth from the heavens to assist us. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Power, dominion, mastery. Man does not exercise the power of his spiritual nature, because he lacks understanding of its character and of his relation to the originating mind in which he exists. From divine mind man inherits power over the forces of his mind, in truth, power over all ideas. A quickening from on high must precede man's realization of his innate control of thought and feeling. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a quickening of the spiritual nature, which is reflected in intellect and in body. When one understands the science of being, one is prepared to receive this baptism and to utilize it along deeper lines of thought. Jesus had taught his apostles and followers, and they were prepared for the baptism that they received on the day of Pentecost. Ye shall receive power, when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Power is essential to the work that Jesus Christ expects his followers to do in the great field of humanity. The mind and the body of man have the power of transforming energy from one plane of consciousness to another. This is the power and dominion implanted in man from the beginning. According to scripture, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and they shall have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the heaven, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Genesis 1:26. In the kingdom of God within man's consciousness, the power faculty plays an important part in controlling the expression of the many emotions, inspirations, and thoughts. The voice is the most direct avenue of this expression, when man has dominion over the emotions and feelings from which the original impulse arises. The power of love makes the voice rich, warm, and mellow. Man can set love free in his soul by cultivating a loving attitude toward everybody and everything. Power swings open all the doors of mind and body. When one feels vital and energetic, the voice is strong and vibrant and brilliant. When one is sorrowful, the body weakens and the voice betrays its lack by its mournful intonation. Through the vibrations of power in the throat, one can feel the power of unity with the higher self more quickly than in any other way. This reveals that ideas rule the man, Jesus affirmed, All power is given unto me in heaven, mind, and in earth, body. 
When Jesus made this affirmation he undoubtedly realized his innate spiritual dominion, and when he consciously attuned his spiritual identity to mind and body, there was a conscious influx of power, and his hearers said that he taught them as having authority, and not as the scribes. Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Here is the evidence of spiritual power united with the idea of eternity. This union destroys the thought of years and declining power, and when awakened in those who have believed in age it will transform them and make all things new for them. No disciple can do any great overcoming work without a certain realization of spiritual power, dominion, mastery. Without power, one easily gives up to temporal laws, man-made. Man is the power of God in action. To man is given the highest power in the universe, the conscious power of thought. There is a universal creative force that urges man forward to a recognition of the creative power of his individual thought. This force is elemental, and all its attributes come under the dominion of man. When he cooperates with divine principle, man sits on the throne of his authority and the elemental force is subject to him. But the power and the authority that are to rule in the kingdom of heaven are dependent on man's authority and his rule in the earth. When enough people have attained this power, the new heaven and new earth, described in the 21st chapter of Revelation, will appear. It will not be necessary for anyone to wait for the full complement of overcomers, the mystical 144,000 who are to rule the new world, but each individual who complies with the overcoming law may enter into power with Jesus. It should not be overlooked by the elect that the scripture reads, He that overcometh shall inherit these things. To overcome and sit with Jesus on his throne means that man must overcome, as he overcame. Jesus overcame the world, the flesh, and the devil. To overcome the world one must be proof against all its allurements of riches and honor. To overcome the flesh one must spiritualize the five sense man until material consciousness is raised to spiritual consciousness in feeling, tasting, seeing, hearing, and smelling. This change will ultimate in man's complete mastery of the body and in its final redemption from death. When the I am identity, which is man, becomes so involved in its personal affairs that it ignores God, I am lays hold of the body and rules all the bodily functions. When this rule is broken by the power of the Christ or supermind, there is a crucifixion. It may seem that Jesus is being crucified, but this is seeming only. Death comes to the Judas consciousness, which hath the devil, but the body, being closely connected with this usurping mind, passes through suffering and apparent death. This is no more than appearance, because the higher principle, the Christ, resurrects the body and transmutes it into higher spiritual substance, where it enters into harmony or heaven. The climax of man's power and dominion is set forth in the resurrection and ascension of the type man, Jesus. The Twelve Powers of Man, by Charles Fillmore, 1930. Isis Unveil, Chapter 13 A learned theosophist, a practicing physician of this country, one who has studied the occult sciences and alchemy for over 30 years, has succeeded in reducing the elements to their primal form, and made what is termed the pre-Adamite earth. It appears in the form of an earthly precipitate from pure water, which, on being disturbed, presents the most opalescent and vivid colors. The secret, say the alchemists, as if enjoying the ignorance of the uninitiated, is an amalgamation of the salt, sulfur, and mercury combined three times in Azov, by a triple sublimation and a triple fixation. 
How ridiculously absurd, will exclaim a learned modern chemist. Well, the disciples of the great Hermes understand the above, as well as a graduate of Harvard University comprehends the meaning of his professor of chemistry, when the latter says, with one hydroxyl group we can only produce monatomic compounds, use two hydroxyl groups, and we can form around the same skeleton a number of diatomic compounds. Attached to the nucleus three hydroxyl groups, and their result triatomic compounds, among which is a very familiar substance glycerin. Attach thyself, says the alchemist, to the four letters of the tetragram disposed in the following manner. The letters of the ineffable name are there, although you mayest not discern them at first. The incommunicable axiom is capitalistically contained therein, and this is what is called the magic arcanum of the masters. The arcanum, the fourth emanation of the akasha, the principle of life, which is represented in its third transmutation by the fiery sun, the eye of the world, or of Osiris, as the Egyptians termed it. And I tenderly watching its youngest daughter, wife, and sister, Isis, our mother earth. See what Hermes, the thrice great master, says of her, her father is the sun, her mother is the moon. It attracts and caresses, and then repulses her by a projectile power. It is for the hermetic student to watch its motions, to catch its subtle currents, to guide and direct them with the help of the Athenor, the Archimedean lever of the alchemist. What is this mysterious Athenor? Can the physicist tell us, he who sees and examines it daily? Aye, he sees, but does he comprehend the secret ciphered characters traced by the divine finger on every seashell in the ocean's deep, on every leaf that trembles in the breeze, in the bright star, whose stellar lines are in his sight? but so many more or less luminous lines of hydrogen. God geometrizes, said Plato. The laws of nature are the thoughts of God, exclaimed Ersted, 2000 years later. His thoughts are immutable, repeated the solitary student of hermetic lore, therefore it is in the perfect harmony equilibrium of all things that we must seek the truth. And thus, proceeding from the indivisible unity, he found emanating from it two contrary forces, each acting through the other and producing equilibrium, and the three were but one, the Pythagorean eternal monad. The primordial is a circle, the circle squaring itself from the four cardinal points becomes a quaternary, the perfect square, having at each of its four angles a letter of the mythic name, the sacred tetragram. It is the four Buddhas who came and have passed away, the Pythagorean tetrachtes, absorbed and resolved by the one eternal no-being. H.P. Blavatsky Tradition declares that on the dead body of Hermes, at Hebron, was found by an Asarum, an initiate, the tablet known as the Smaragdine. It contains, in a few sentences, the essence of the hermetic wisdom. To those who read but with their bodily eyes, the precepts will suggest nothing new or extraordinary, for it merely begins by saying that it speaks not fictitious things, but that which is true and most certain. What is below is like that which is above, and what is above is similar to that which is below to accomplish the wonders of one thing. As all things were produced by the mediation of one being, so all things were produced from this one by adaptation. Its father is the sun, its mother is the moon. It is the cause of all perfection throughout the whole earth. Its power is perfect if it is changed into earth. Separate the earth from the fire, the subtle from the gross, acting prudently and with judgment. Ascend with the greatest sagacity from the earth to heaven, and then descend again to earth, and unite together the power of things inferior and superior, thus you will possess the light of the whole world, and all obscurity will fly away from you. 
This thing has more fortitude than fortitude itself, because it will overcome every subtle thing and penetrate every solid thing. By it the world was formed. This mysterious thing is the universal, magical agent, the astral light, which in the correlations of its forces furnishes the alkahest, the philosopher's stone, and the elixir of life. Hermetic philosophy names it Azoth, the soul of the world, the celestial virgin, the great Magnus, etc., etc. Physical science knows it as heat, light, electricity, and magnetism, but ignoring its spiritual properties and the occult potency contained in ether, rejects everything it ignores. It explains and depicts the crystalline forms of the snowflakes, their modifications of a hexagonal prism which shoot out an infinity of delicate needles. It has studied them so perfectly that it has even calculated, with the most wondrous mathematical precision, that all these needles diverge from each other at an angle of 60 degrees. Can it tell us as well the cause of this endless variety of the most exquisite forms, each of which is a most perfect geometrical figure in itself? These frozen, star-like, and flower-like blossoms, may be, for all materialistic science knows, a shower of messages snowed by spiritual hands from the worlds above, for spiritual eyes below to read. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 Habit, my dear ones, is but an accumulation of energy, be it good or otherwise. And therefore, these creative faculties which you have of the mind and the feeling, in which I am extremely interested, and am the authority in the mankind of this world, you may use at this hour to bring protection to all that is of God, all that is constructive everywhere. So, blessed ones, there's no such thing as a person being without help in this universe, and I want you to feel that tonight with everything you are and have. Don't ever allow a feeling to come into you that you're helpless before destructive forces. Once you know of your beloved I am presence, once you know you can command with life and use the great creative word, I am, give the great command of life for God's manifestation, for God's power, for God's perfection, for God's control to come into all physical conditions, oh if you only know what power you have to command as we command, you would manifest as we manifest, and I must be that courage for you tonight. It must come. Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. And so long as you command God made manifest, God will manifest to you. Now, you've done plenty of commanding on the negative side of life, you've acknowledged conditions of limitation down through the centuries. From now on I ask you, regardless of all appearances, to command and command and command, and continue to command in yourselves and around you, the God manifestations of ascended master protection and victory over all evil. Now, in doing this you build a powerhouse in and around yourselves of your own life, your own energy, which we will amplify without limit until you can be absolutely invincible against everything that is a destructive force. Then you move in the world, but not of it, and yet you have power unlimited to give protection to all that is constructive everywhere. And if you keep the habit established of picturing only that which is God made manifest, good made manifest, constructive activity made manifest, then we automatically have a free hand to amplify that without limit, and give you anything and everything from our octave that enables the power of protection and perfection, to hold command and control of all within your nation and all throughout the world. I'm stressing this with all the power you can stand tonight, because the hordes of evil have, through continued misuse of the energy, accumulated more and more power, 
qualified with destructive qualities and with destructive intent, to try to prevent mankind creating the protection and perfection of God, that does fulfill the divine plan of life. Beloved Elohim Cyclopea Now we, in our Ascended Master's octave of life, cannot, and will not, and do not protect evil. It cannot be. So, unless a thing be constructive, we cannot allow mankind to have our energy and our life to produce manifestation down here, but with all the blessings and with all the good that has been given to the people of this world down through age after age after age, that good has not been made invincible against evil. Therefore, it has dissolved and disappeared. You are in the cycle now when everything that comes onto this earth in the future, and not too far distant future, must be made invincible against evil, or we cannot give it. So, regardless of what conditions you want to see changed in the outer world, when you call forth anything that is good, don't fail to demand that it be made cosmically invincible against all evil forever. Then, my dear ones, you will never be caught in the trap of the sinister force to enslave you or deprave you, or get you connected with something that is destructive. This of which I speak is invincible protection to you forever, by the power of God from our octave of great mastery. Now, this is what it means to bear witness to the truth, and to live to glorify the mighty I am presence, by using it, all that is in the universe, to produce constructive manifestations that first of all flood you and your world, because it's your life. And then, as we sustain it and protect it and expand that, it gives its blessings to all life around you. And you become a powerhouse. You become a sun presence. You'll become the master authority and power of the sacred fire of life to create and produce perfection, invincible for eternity, and then in your world of change, the quality is ever perfection, and the quantity forever expands. And thus are systems of worlds created. You are a co-creator with the beings in the great central sun. Therefore, you are held responsible for all creative activities of life that touch your life. Do you not see how, because you have free will, you are able to be the master presence that does control conditions in the world around you. Then you can be of infinite help to your nation and infinite help to life, and then as you serve life for your freedom, you know no longer the problems of distress and limitation. You no longer struggle in the discord of mankind's creation, but you stand the powerhouse, a sun presence of the love from the heart of creation, endowed with every constructive activity you could ever desire and using everything in infinite space at your call, you may create here the perfection that is there. And you go on and on and on with the magnificent power of mastery and interference you know not longer. This is the divine way to live life. It begins by your correction within yourselves of your own use of your faculties of creation, and therefore, your first discipline within is the control of your attention, because without placing your attention upon the source of perfection, the power of perfection, the sacred fire of perfection, the substance of perfection which the light is and the sacred fire is, unless your attention goes there, holds the picture there, pours the love there and draws that back into yourself or into your world, unless you control your creative powers, how can you manifest the perfection for which you call? Beloved Elohim Cyclopea